Hi everyone, this is Jackie Cooper from J. Cooper Travels and I wanna welcome everyone to this episode. Um, I am doing different uh, visits with friends that I've connected with over the past year in my uh, network. I have over 20,000 plus growing connections and I wanna thank each and every one of you for, um, for listening and staying with me um, both on the Jay Cooper travel side as well as my other talk shows. Um, I was revisiting with Greg, you know, how his business is doing, and I'm going to let him introduce himself for a quick second. I asked him to hop on because 2022 is coming and we're all kind of reflecting and thinking about what we've done in 2021, where we want to go. And there was some really great information. So Greg, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jackie. 2022. Can you believe it? It's, no. it's, it's crazy. It yeah, is crazy. So, <clears throat> Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, your business, and let people know how they can reach you. Sure. So I'm Greg Crable, and I own the Crable Group, which is mostly me, but I do have some other colleagues that I bring in for, for different things. And I do consulting mostly for publishing companies, but not exclusively, and on technology issues. Like if people want to know about customer data platforms, which is my specialty, that's what I focus on, or customer relations management or um CMS systems or email systems or e-commerce or anything, mostly for publishers, anything that has to do with their tech stack and what's the right solution for different kinds of technology problems. I, I work with them on, on that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's strategy too. I've worked with some clients who need some help with their strategy, understanding how to do renewal and retention and, and that sort of thing. So um, you use a lot of technical words, which we're going to break down. What's a tech stack? <laughs> Sure. So, so um, a CDP is a customer data platform. And that's something where if you want to convert your anonymous web visitors to known visitors, ah. right? So like, let's say, let's say you're a publishing company and you have all these people reading your content and you really want to know who they are. So you want to find, you want to add them to your email newsletter. You want to get them to subscribe to your paid newsletter or what, whatever it happens to be. You want to convert them from unknown to known. That's the purpose of a customer data platform. There's something very similar called a, a DMP. It's a data management platform. And that's what that's about is not putting, not identifying individuals, but putting them into cohorts. So if you have an advertising website, you really don't care about the specific people. You care about whether they have a cat and you know whether they like gardening and that sort of thing. So your goal is not to identify an individual, it's to put them into groups. So that's a different sort of an application. I had a friend recently call me who asked whether her company should add a customer data platform to their data stack. And as we talked about it, the answer was really no, because what they were trying to do was generate leads for their salespeople. So what they needed to do was, was optimize their funnel to get people into Salesforce. So they didn't need a customer data platform. So different use cases, different technology needs lead towards different technological solutions. And not everybody needs, you know, not everybody needs a customer data platform. Not everybody needs a DMP. People need different things based on their specific needs. So um, how do people reach you? So I have a website called cravelgroup.com and you can reach out to me there. Um, I just recently started advertising in BOSAC's newsletter. So if, if you're in the publishing space and you're not subscribed to BOSAC's newsletter, you really ought to. He sends out three emails every day that address some interesting issue in the publishing world. It's a really great newsletter. And, and if you're interested in publishing at all, you really ought to be on his list. So um, 
I know that you um, were talking about how you're growing your business. So what's your focus for 2022? Who are the customers that you think, uh, what size customers do you think you can support? Yeah, so my focus is going to be publishing companies, although I don't really have to work for publishing companies. I can work for other sorts. For example, I have some interesting ideas about companies that have both a brick and mortar store and a website, how they can use the customer data platform to merge that data. And I can explain that in a minute if you like, but my mo most of my focus will be in publishing because that's where I've been my whole career. I know publishing really well. I have a lot of friends in publishing and people in, the pub in my sliver of the publishing world know me decently well. So my focus is gonna be to try to reach out more to other publishing companies. And in terms of size, it really depends on their tech needs. I work with some clients who have very small companies and I work with other very, very, very large companies. So it really isn't the size of the company as much as what their tech need is. So I, I worked with one very, very large company in doing their RFP on um, a customer data platform. So that's something, that's something that I really like to do. I like to dig in and figure out what the actual requirements are. What are your use cases? What's the technology you're using right now? Where are the gaps? What, how can you fill those gaps in order to increase your bottom line, to get more customers, to get more renewals, to provide a better customer experience to your subscribers? So um, do you, how much, when you have a, 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 a contract or a consult, you're consulting, is it one time? How do you do this? Um, you know, if someone is not sure, what's the process? Yeah, so it really, sometimes it's a just an initial engagement. I had one client who was wondering about doing a mobile app, an, an app for their website, and they weren't really sure if it was the right solution for them. So they hired me just for a short period of time to look at what they had done, the vendors they had worked with, uh, and to kind of evaluate their strategy and decide if this was a good thing or a bad thing. So that was just a short-term engagement. And then they hired me later to do some more work, but... Um, other, other times there's a big project and they need me for a, a length of time. And I have other clients that I've, I've been with for like a year and a half now. It's just kind of an ongoing, they need help in this particular area and I continue to continue to help them. It's a more of a process thing. But what I really enjoy doing is figuring out the, the strategy of my client and how their technology is assisting them or getting in the way. Of that strategy and then helping them to adjust and move into a different direction so going to this new year and and anyone who might be listening you might be listening to this even halfway through the year and you can always start your new year anytime hmm. um what are the questions that maybe they should be asking themselves so that way they know that they actually need someone like yourself because sometimes we get caught in the day-to-day -day and we don't realize mm. we actually need an outside consultant like yourself that can actually help um, us propel our business to the next level. So what questions do you think that they should ask themselves as they're reflecting on what they're, what they're doing? Yeah, that's a great question. I guess, I guess the first thing would be if you have some nagging procedural thing that's taking up a lot of your time, that you're just working on something that you know we really ought to be able to do this faster there really ought to be a smarter way a faster way to do this and we have people manually adjust picking this and moving things from here to there then and if you haven't had the time to pull that aside and say let's tear this apart and figure out 
how we can make this more efficient? That would be one question. If you have something like that in your business where I'm downloading this, I'm putting it into Excel, I'm making this, you shouldn't be doing that. There, there are better ways to do that. So if you have something like that in your procedures, that would be a, a good reason to call me in. Another would be, let's say you know that your competitors are doing cool things with their data that you're not doing. I remember being at a conference one time with, with my boss years ago, and we listened to this guy explain all the things he was doing with his customer data. My boss leaned over to me and said, they're going to eat our lunch. <laughs> and that's what, that's, what got, that's what got us interested in, in looking at customer data platforms in the first place. And so if you know, if you know you're falling behind, if you know there are things out, you know, technology is, you, what's the, is it the white queen or the red queen who's always running and never getting anywhere? Uh, you know, and it, you, you ought to at least be running. You know, if you're not, if you haven't improved your technology recently, you probably need to look at it. If you're using an old homegrown system that you know doesn't have the features that you want, if you have a bad system with, with chargebacks, for example, this is another thing that a lot of people have a problem and don't even know they have a problem, which is a lot of their credit cards are getting declined, either on the initial charge or on a subsequent charge. Like if you're in the subscription built business, think of Netflix or somebody like that. They ding the credit card every month, right? Well. A lot of people lose subscribers, not because the subscriber wants to leave, but just because their process for dinging that card isn't up to date. Uh, so there, there are things that can be done there to improve that, that sort of retention um, just through charges. It's, it's kind of funny, you can be losing two, 3% of your subscribers totally involuntarily, simply because you don't have a good scheme for hitting their card or going back and, and keeping them on file. That so, can be huge over uh, many years. And, yes. and especially when you want to have repeat people, you don't want to lose those that, um, like you said, are loyal, but just not focusing on um, the, the credit card side. So yeah, yes. that's a really great area to be looking at. Yeah, another thing I, I help customers with is looking at trying to sell benefits rather than features. And what I mean by that is, you know, car commercials are really good at this. You watch a car commercial and you think, it hasn't told me anything about the car. It hasn't told me how big the engine is, how good the tires are, how good the suspension. It really hasn't told me anything. It's just created this picture of a lifestyle. And the idea is, if you buy this car, you'll be in this cool lifestyle, right? That, that's, the, that's the benefit, selling the benefit. So when, you, when people try to sell, let's say a newspaper and they say, uh, you get the news, well, who cares? What's the benefit? The benefit is you're staying up to date. You know what your, what your neighbors know. You know. When your boss asks you a question, you can give a reasonable answer. That, that's a benefit. So that's another thing that I help customers with. It's not as related to technology, but the, a lot of companies get stuck in a rut where they have these ongoing marketing efforts that they've forgotten about. They put them on fire and forget. You know, it's, it's a setup in their email system. When this action takes place, it's a marketing automation thing. When this action takes place, this automatic thing happens. And they haven't looked at it for five years. And you need to look at those things. When someone signs up for a newsletter, what's the response that they get immediately? When somebody uh, buys something, what's the email that they get as a confirmation? 
All those things are touch points that are important to look at to make sure that they're advancing your business and that you're selling the benefit and not just being transactional. Interesting. You're making me think about everything that I'm doing or not doing in terms <laughs> of, um, you know, I have uh, my hands on a lot of different things. And um, I mean, I write blogs. I'm doing, you know, I started my businesses because of my passions and what I love. And so when you start doing things that you love, which a lot of entrepreneurs do, you don't think about the technical sides of um, the next steps after that. You know, so for example, I'm certified travel consultant. So I started a travel blog, but you know, again, I'm not thinking about, okay, after someone subscribes, what next? I'm just thinking about, okay, I want to share about the next location I've gone to. You know, so you're right. Different businesses should be thinking about that um, because it's all part of the process of keeping people engaged. And um, the lot of lot of great content, what you're sharing. Um, mention again your website so people can reach back out to you. Sure, it's CrableGroup.com, and you're not going to be able to spell that very well because my last name is difficult. Crable is K-R-E-H, B as in boy, I-E-L, CrableGroup.com. And so, for uh, those that are, uh, sorry to interrupt, for those that are listening on the talk show side and not on the Zoom side, I'll definitely have um, the website embedded into the, the blog below, so you can just, you know, um, reach out to Greg through that as well. So keep going. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Okay, no, I was actually curious what you're doing to keep your business going with COVID because obviously that's impacted travel to some extent. So it has, it has, you know, it's been very interesting over the past year. I mean, I've been doing the talk shows for um, um, maybe it's going on two to three years now, you know, again, all these years because of COVID kind of blend together. And um, so you know, I was, it's so funny, right before you hopped on, I was doing my, uh, my vision board for my businesses. Um, and I looked at my vision board from, um, it's, you know, basically it's on cardboard and I say 2022, where do I see all these things? And I, on the back side of the, the huge cardboard that I have, I know that's kind of old tech, but anyway, um, I had 2021 and I looked at it, I thought, wow, that's where what I was thinking about at the beginning of last year. Uh, my my whole framework because it's sort of like a circle in the middle, and then I have spokes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and is changing in terms of how I'm looking at things and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm realizing that my now people who are listening, please don't get overwhelmed by my various projects because I have my hands in a lot of things. But there's actually a thread in all of them. It's service, it's education, it's inspiration. It's also things that I love. So I am involved with travel, but I'm realizing that um, as a certified travel consultant, I will um, help individuals, but that's not my primary business. You know, again, I, where I really focus on, it's not so much the booking side, but on the travel insurance side. Um, But I'm also involved with the cryptocurrency area. And I am a Bitcoin miner now and I'm doing crypto consulting and I'm meeting people from all around the world, helping them organize their information from the perspective of not what do you invest in, but how do you keep that information available for your family? But in this situation, because it's blockchain, I'm recommending that they not have it online because it's an e-organizer for your passwords, for your um, email, Google Authenticator. But a lot of times people are who are dabbling in this 
aren't telling their families that they just bought a little bit of Bitcoin or a little bit of this. And so in case of an emergency, um, their family doesn't know how to access those platforms. So my goal is to make everything family friendly so that way they can. And so another area that I'm exploring because of my law background, and I'm also an educator, so it sort of combines two hats, is I became this past year um, an associate of Legal Shield. And um, Legal Shield, for those that don't know, has been around for 50 years. It's affordable law. It's it's less than $30 a month and you have access to unlimited consultations with the lawyer for contract review, for um, making your life easier. Like if you wanna do a will, estate planning, small businesses. I know I was thinking, you know, as you were talking, am I saying the features or the benefits? <laughs> you know, what am I saying? <laughs> Right. Am I checking off, you know, just a list of the, the services? What am I, how do I present, you know, <laughs> all of those things. So, um, so those are just two of the businesses that I have my hands in because I love both sides of it. And I mm-hmm. want to help people both from the legal side and also learning about the creativity in the crypto space. Um, another thing, not relevant, but sort of for me, I doubt I started to dabble in what they call the NFTs, the non-fungible tokens, where mm-hmm. you, those are like digital assets for those that don't know, where you can upload pictures or music or things like that. And I recently in one of my collections sold an NFT. And so I was mm-hmm. really excited about that. But the reason why I, I ended up getting into that space is to help my aunt who's 75, who is an artist, and I wanted to help her create a residual income. And I want to raise funds in an alternative way for charities that I want to help. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so um, I know you asked what I was doing. I probably got off topic in terms of um, the CRM side, uh, but I realized I'm really not following up in the same way that, you know, I should uh, based upon everything that you're saying. So I'm probably like one of those people that should and everyone who's listening, you really should be reaching out to Greg. He can consult with you and really find those areas that you need to kind of maybe hone in for the 2022 time. And, you know, again, it always helps having an outside expert. So um, Greg, I know we're going to wrap up our conversation. Last minute thoughts for people that are listening. Sure. So one thing that you mentioned, your storyboard idea intrigued me. I'm going to have to look into that because I've never done it for my business, but you know, you don't always need a tech solution for something. Yeah, Tech solutions are great. Uh, right next to me, I have a whiteboard, which I yeah. use all yeah. the time. And yeah. here, here's, a, here's a simple, easy solution for all your listeners. You know, sometimes you're working and you're trying to concentrate on something and something's just nagging at you. Yeah. You know, like you're thinking about this other thing and these things are bothering you. Yeah. Get a whiteboard, write those things down on the whiteboard. It's It just gets it out of your head. Yeah. And you can concentrate on what you need to concentrate on. And then there it is. And you can look at it later and say, oh, yeah, I've got to do this other thing. So sometimes you don't need a fancy system. You don't need a customer data platform. You just need a little book or a whiteboard or a piece of paper to get things out of your head. Very true. I will mention, though, that um, the one reason why um, everyone is listening, why you do need Greg, is because... um, I'm looking at my desk and I'm looking at all my little notebooks that I have for um, my various contacts that I've made in the various projects. And having an electronic data system would be very helpful because then mm-hmm. I could categorize 
this person, that person, you know, that type of thing, even though um, I'm also a special educator. And so in school, we have so many data platforms and the, that's the other challenge is you really have to be able to make sure you're using one so you can find the information because when you start um, in my, that, that side of my business, my teaching side, when you start using so many, you can't pull at the time it takes to find the information that you know you have. Yeah. And since time is limited, you want to make sure you use it efficiently. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's the big, so customer relationship management and customer data platforms, both are systems that try to take data from all your different sources and bring them in to get a single view of the customer. So you don't have to be looking everywhere. And the idea is that you have the most up to up to date data in a, in a central place. So that's, that's a problem everybody has. You have data about the same individual in different places and you're not even sure which one's up to date. I mean, just think yeah. about it in your personal life. Think about, you know, whether your contacts are up to date. And exactly. Whether you know, so it's, think about that problem times a million when you're talking about a, a company that has, they have data in their email system. They have data in Salesforce. They have data on their website. They have data from their e-store, right? All these different places, they're collecting data on similar groups of people. You need to harmonize that into one place where you can see, okay, this is the group of people that are interested in this product. This is the group of people we need to follow up with and so forth. Yeah, you know, um, again, going back to how we always look at the top of a new year on goals and things like that. Um, everyone has a vision of growing a company large but um, which is great. And everyone has that ability, but I really think that the foundation is, is using someone like you, because if you are starting small and you know, want to, you want to grow large, if you set your foundation properly, then that leaves more free time for that growth, that spurt. So um, it's a lot harder to move a data in my mind, and I'm not an expert on this, to move data back into a system than to start the system off from the start, knowing that you are going to grow with it. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, again, you as since I'm a passion-oriented entrepreneur, I know I focus on what I'm interested in and not always on the nitty-gritty details of, okay, now I have 30 people I need to call back. Um, so again, if I thought at the beginning of the year, okay, this is what I need for the growth that I want by the end of the year. And I start that off, then that makes it a lot simpler than backtracking in April and say, oh, I grew too fast. Let me go backwards. <laughs> yes. yes. So, um, again, mention your website so everyone can, um, reach out to you and, sure. uh, use your services. Sure. So it's cravelgroup.com. That's K-R-E-H-B-I-E-L group.com. Great talking to you, Greg. I will talk to you soon. Hey, good talking to you, Jack. Everyone, thank you so much for hopping on. Definitely like and subscribe and stay tuned to the next episode. I know 2022 is going to be great for everyone. Have a great one.